Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we've been airing a message entitled, Our Great Savior. Using Isaiah chapter 53 as his main text, your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, has put forth for us the incredible sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on our behalf in order that we could be saved. And now we're encouraged to live a sacrificial life as Christians in obedience to Him in order that we might be a blessing to others. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, let's take our Bibles and go to Isaiah 53. In verses 1 through 3, we see the suffering of rejection. In verses 4 through 6, we see the suffering of burden bearing. The Bible says He bore our griefs and He bore our sorrows. That's why only he understands many of our problems. I appreciate human comfort in times of trial, but there's a deepening of grief. There's a level of sorrow that only he can reach to because he experienced it. A man relates a story and says, when I was in high school, my father passed away rather suddenly. It was just two days before my high school graduation. At that time in my life, I was a baby Christian. I was immature and shallow. I was still drying off the baptistry waters. All I cared about was not going to hell. But then my dad died, and I found myself in a place I'd never been before. I wanted to hear God speak. I wanted to know what he had to say about this situation, how he was going to get me and my family through this difficult time. So I prayed, and I waited for God to speak. Then came the day of the funeral. The church was packed. I sat on the front row by my mother and two younger sisters. The preacher spoke, but I don't remember what he said. I continued to wait for God to say something. Then the service was over, and it was a tradition of this church to have the family line up in the foyer. Everyone would file past us and offer words of condolence and encouragement. Tears were shed, hugs were offered, and words were given. I don't remember what anybody said to me at that time, but I continued to wait for God to speak. Then I saw Kim. She was my age. We were in the youth group together. When she got to me, she didn't say a word. She had tears in her eyes, and she simply hugged me and walked off. But I heard God speak. It dawned on me. Just months before, I had attended another funeral, the funeral for Kim's father. In that moment, she knew exactly what it meant to me. If you want to hear God's voice in your life, look no further than the one who knows exactly what it's like to be you. He knows what it is to be human. He knows what it is to suffer. He knows what it is to be rejected. He knows what it is to be human. If you want to hear God's voice speak, allow your soul to be quieted long enough so that you can hear the one who in the beginning will say to you, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. The suffering of burden bearing. Under an eastern sky, amid a rabble cry, a man went forth to die for me. Thorn covered his blessed head, blood stained his very thread, cross laden on he sped for me. Pierced through his hands and feet, three hours o'er him did beat. Fierce rays of noontide heat, he did it for me. Notice he bore our sins and iniquities, not only our griefs and sorrows, but he bore our sins and our iniquities. 
The Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The Bible says, we that are strong ought not to please ourselves, but to bear the infirmities of the weak. He cried out on the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Have you ever wondered about that? God the Father forsook his son on the cross. You say, why is that, preacher? Because he became sin for us. He was the personification of sin. He, he was that brazen serpent that Moses held up in the book of Numbers. Jesus said, uh, the Son of Man will be lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Why was he rejected of the Father? Because he was bearing the burden of our sin. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The shame he suffered left its brand in gaping wound in either hand. Sin's penalty he deigned to meet has torn and scarred his blessed feet. The condemnation by him born marred his brow with print of thorn. Trespass and guilt for which he died have marked him with a riven side. Mine was the shame, the penalty, the sin was mine. It was for me he felt the nails, the thorns, the spear. For love of me the scars appear in hands and feet and side and brow. Beholding them I can but bow myself a living sacrifice to him who paid so dear a price. If you look at through verses 7 through 9, not only do we see the suffering of rejection and the suffering of burden bearing, but in verses 7, 8, and 9, we see the suffering of innocence. The suffering of innocence. If ever there was someone who did not deserve to suffer, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. I think one of the greatest indignations that we can feel in our souls, in our hearts, and in our minds, and in our emotions is to watch the suffering of innocence. I think of children abused, ch babies aborted, uh, children molested. It makes me indignant. I remember during the uh, Russian-Afghan war in the 80s, the late 70s and early 80s, hearing about uh, the Russian planes dropping down, things that looked like toys to little Afghan children. There were nothing more than mines booby-trapped that as soon as they were played with would blow up, tear off the arms and limbs and faces and kill and maim those little children. I think this morning how God the Father must have felt about his son as he watched the Lamb of God without spot or blemish or blame die on a cross in the face of the taunts of wicked sinners. The Sanhedrin said, he saved others, let him save himself. Amidst laughter, amidst rolling eyes, amidst irony, he saw the Roman soldiers gambling for his garment. He saw the suffering of innocence. Notice the Bible says he had done no violence. There was no deceit in him. But violence was done to him as he was scourged mercilessly. They say that 50% of the victims of the flogging before crucifixion never made it to the cross. They died right there strapped to the pole. He had done no violence, but he suffered violence for our sins. He had, he had uh, spoken no deceit, but his whole trial was a mockery and a lie. Pilate's wife said to Pilate, have nothing to do with this just man. Pilate finally said, I find no fault in him. 
And the centurion at the foot of the cross said, surely this was a righteous man. And the thief that was crucified next to him said, he hath done nothing amiss. His enemies and his friends alike echoed that he was innocent. Jesus even faced his enemies one day and said, which of you convinces me of sin? And none of them had a word to answer. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Innocence suffered that day on Calvary. He was silent before his accusers because he would let them condemn him in our behalf. Three crosses stood on Calvary's hill, surrounded by a mob. Two crosses bore two dying thieves, and one the Lamb of God. Two crosses bore two dying thieves who justly suffered shame. One cross bore God's sacrifice, the Lamb for sinners slain. The suffering of innocence. Aren't you glad that he suffered in innocence? He suffered in innocence that I might be brought before God the Father in his innocence. The Bible says that he exchanged righteousness with me. 1 John chapter 5, or 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says, For he, he hath been made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You know, sometimes we hear of wicked men that uh, go, uh, go to their just desserts uh, and suffer the, the death penalty, or they get long sentences for terrible crimes. But what crime did Jesus Christ do to deserve to die on the cross? Was it raising people from the dead? Was it healing the sick? Was it teaching the people and leading them because they were like sheep that had no shepherd? Was it feeding the multitudes? Was it speaking words of graciousness and peace? He suffered in innocence. Why is he silent when a word would slay his accusers all? Why does he meekly bear their taunts when angels await his call? He was made sin, my sin he bore upon the accursed tree, and sin hath no defense to make his silence. It was for you and for me. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Our Great Savior. Your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, has taken us to an incredible chapter of the Bible, Isaiah 53, and shows us a tremendous sacrifice that was prophesied and eventually fulfilled in regard to the person of Christ. In this message, we see some great truths that have been brought up in regard to suffering. And we see that Jesus Christ experienced this for everyone when he went to the cross. The Lord knows the suffering that comes about as a result of submitting himself to his Father's will. He took upon himself burdens that we could never imagine and rejection that no one has ever experienced. Our great Savior did this for us. If you'd like to order a CD of today's message, it's available for a suggested contribution of $5. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. 
Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching. 